Good morning. I'm Brad DeLong, and this, this is my morning coffee. First, let me start out by asking and answering a question. Do we really care whether the profits from American slavery were reinvested to spur faster American economic growth or not? Answer, we do not care all that much. That's a third-order issue in the history of American slavery, whether its profits were reinvested to spur faster and faster economic growth. The second and the first-order issues are far more important. Nevertheless, I'm going to talk about the third-order issue. Why? Because it's what I'm a specialist is. We have Brian Fennessy writing, Gavin Wright keeping the slave capitalism debate lively. Slavery was profitable to shareholders, but it kept the region underdeveloped, and claims about its centrality to U.S. economic growth are exaggerated. To which we have a rebuttal from James DeWolf Perry. A tough argument to make. Slavery brought enormous wealth to the South, and slavery's centrality to the U.S. economy is hard to deny. Its products were a substantial fraction of U.S. economic output and were vital to Northern industrialization. I want to back up Brian by quarreling with that word vital. Yes, slavery brought enormous wealth to white slaveholders, but they did not invest it in their country, they spent it. The slaveholder profits were not essential to boosting U.S. economic growth. Slavery also bought substantial comfort to purchasers of cotton textiles and other slave-grown products. But here, again, most of this wealth went to boost the standard of living of those who directly benefited, not to fuel faster economic growth. The place where American slavery mattered for economic growth in Britain, New England, and the rest of the North Atlantic is indeed in the spur it provided to boosting investment in cotton textile technologies and in the subsequent spillover of the technologies developed from that experience elsewhere. Practice making machine tools to make textile machinery meant that down the road the machine shops could make better machines, etc. But cotton textiles were only one of the big four sectors of the Industrial Revolution. The others were... Second, wool textiles. Third, locomotives and other uses of steam power. And fourth, rails and other uses of iron. Plus, there were important innovative sectors outside the big four as well. Figure that one-fifth of the upward leap of the Industrial Revolution came from slavery. Hobsbawm says, he who says industrialization says cotton, but that is only one-fifth of the word cloud. He who says industrialization says many other things too. Perhaps the brutalization of American slaves turned a 50-year process into a 40-year process. That said, cutting 10 years off the time for industrialization ain't chicken field. And that said, slavery was not essential to the Industrial Revolution. That slavery, but that slavery makes the murder, torture, and torment of persons enslaved on the plantations look not better but worse. You can plead, quote, but this horrible process created a brighter future for everyone, unquote, as a partial mitigation before the bar of history. How it affects the verdict is unclear, but you can plead it. To plead, quote, but it did not make that much difference in the long run. We lived high on the hog and did not pass any of the benefits down the generations and across the kind of classes and races, unquote, makes the slaveholder and slave labor consumer Generations look worse, not better. It mattered a lot for persons enslaved. It matters a lot for their descendants. It matters a lot because of their additional descendants who never got the chance to exist. It does not matter less in any sense. 
because people alive today are not principal profiteers from the peculiar institution of plantation slavery. I'm Brad DeLong, and this has been my morning coffee.